Hey, it's great to be back with you on uh, Say Something Interesting. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hello, everyone. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. It's been a couple weeks. We've been off for various reasons, and we're back, and uh, it's good. How are you, Megan? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Me yeah. too. <laughs> we were we were off last week because I was on a little vacation. Yeah. How family. was your vacation? I had a great time. That's good. Great time. No one got norovirus? No, is that going around right now? I don't know. That's just a really common thing to get on cruises. So oh, really? I thought I'd ask. Oh. <laughs> what do you have to do to get norovirus? Well, it's like an like a stomach thing, but it's usually like wrecks you. Oh. I think you just have to be in a place where someone else has norovirus. I still kind of feel like I'm on a ship. Oh. Does that count as norovirus? Oh, really? <laughs> like even So I don't get I don't get seasick. Like Yeah. I, you get land sick? Uh, well, I just get to the spot where I feel like I'm still swaying, like, yeah. but not nauseous. Like my, we had, uh, we, it was a great, we were on a four day cruise thing out of LA and the first three days were fantastic. Well, first two days were like beautiful weather. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. Third day was rainy. Uh, and then the fourth day was a bit stormy. And yeah. so therefore the boat was moving <laughs> oh, our last yeah. night there to the point where, um, you know, when it drops, you feel weightless. Oh, oh, it was that kind of dropping. It was the point to where like we, I often take the stairs cause oh, I'm eating so much. I need to take the stairs. <laughs> I got to that spot where I'm like, I cannot, I cannot afford to take the elevator yeah. from a physical standpoint <laughs> and the stairs, when the thing is dropping, you like glide up like, uh, it feels like Michael Jackson moonwalking that smooth. Like oh. you're like, Whoa, those stairs are awesome. <laughs> And then when it's going the other direction, I don't know if it's up or down. I'm assuming it's up and the gravity's pulling you down. Uh, it feels like you're doing it with about a hundred pound, a hundred pound weight vest on oh your my shoulders. Gosh. So it was, it was pretty wild. That uh, sounds like a London trip. got a little nauseous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to go lay down for a little bit and uh, <laughs> just falling asleep. You're just like, oh, you can kind of feel it. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. It was crazy. That is crazy. It was, it was pretty wild, but it was good times, man. We had a good time. We, we stopped in uh, Catalina Island. You ever mm-hmm. been to Catalina no, Island? No, I have not. I applied for a job on Catalina Island right out of college, and I like got like pretty deep into the interview process. Yeah, um, what was the job? It was like a like a camp counselor, like a science educator kind of position at like one of their like I don't know national somethings there. I think it was through I don't remember who it was through anymore, but I got like pretty far in, and like I interviewed and everything, but then they went with someone else. So. It's a, it's a cool spot. I mean, it's not that far off of California. And so, like, there's a bridge that you can, I think, take out there. Um, uh, oh, I didn't know you could drive out there. Well, I, I thought saw, you had to go on a boat. There must be a ferry. There, it's got to be a ferry. Yeah. I saw signs for Catalina, and I said, is that Catalina Island? And, the, and my my uh, Uber driver was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that he knows what he's talking about. Because <laughs> uh, it, it feels further away than yeah, that. I, like, I, couldn't I mean, see I imagine anything, a ferry. But I couldn't ferry. see the other side of the island either. So, yeah. I don't know. I... But here's what I know. It's not that far off because it's still yeah. U.S. based. I mean, like all that good stuff. And uh, so like our and our first day was sailing. So I think we just went out in the middle of nowhere and just went around in circles for a whole day <laughs> and then came back closer to shore and went to Catalina. I think that's what happened. I mean, and, that's uh, very likely yeah. what happened. But it was a really cool island. My parents went there for their anniversary. Or not their anniversary, their honeymoon. Oh, when okay. they first got married. So my dad was like telling me all about this stuff. Yeah, but that was like... A long time ago. Yeah. I was pre-me. <laughs> um, obviously, they've been back since, but that was oh, like okay, their, yeah, yeah. their honeymoon trip. They, that's what they could afford to go do is ride a ferry over that's really to cool. California. Um, and he had mentioned some fun facts about Catalina Island. 
um, that uh, it was originally bought up. Most of the land was purchased up and bought up by Wrigley, Mr. Wrigley, oh. uh, the gum guy. Mm-hmm. And he also owned the Chicago Cubs at the time. Yep, uh-huh. And they, for about 40 years until about 1967, did their spring training oh, cool. out on Catalina. That's Island, awesome. The Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, and there's like a big casino. That's some cool trivia. There's like a really cool uh, casino mm. building, but it's not a not casino in the gambling terms. There's they've never uh, done any of uh, gambling. There you can't gamble. There's no casinos in in um, California. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, casino in the Spanish term for it was just a gathering social place. Oh, and so Mr. Okay. Wrigley bought it as like a lecture hall slash. We're going to show films here and do other things. It has since been turned into a movie theater, which then closed in 2019 because of all the streaming options and not enough traffic and now like is open occasionally for tours and uh, all of that but they should like convert it back into a community theater or something yeah i think they might do something it's not yeah i I didn't get to go inside because it was closed but um it is featured a fun fact from my brother-in-law who is a (laughs) video gamer in the season two of the last of us so if you watch that show uh at the end of the game the second part of the game is going to end there, which to not give away too much because that hasn't been filmed yet and we won't see it. But you might see it if you are a Last of Us watcher. Um, and that's coming up next season. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty fun. We also did Ensenada, Mexico, but it was super rainy that day. So we went out and took the kids out. We're like, you're going. You're in Mexico. You're going to get out of this boat. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have umbrellas or anything. And so we walked around. It was fun for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then it was like, my shoes are wet. My face is wet. Like Everything I own is wet. <laughs> And the and the streets, it was it was like monsoon rain. Oh, it was yeah. pretty bad. It was like, well, yeah, because they have like they were that was like the start of the atmospheric river, right? Yeah, there was like the streets were just like rivers yeah. at points. You had to like dot like figure out where you could cross. Yeah, and we were like, this isn't fun anymore. And yeah. uh, so then we went back on the on the ship. But it was good. It was fun. It was fun getaway. We yeah. also then took them to Universal Studios oh, in okay. Hollywood. Uh, which Kylie and I went to a long time ago, but it's been it's been years. We did the studio tour, got to see where they're filming a bunch of stuff, and here's the street that uh, I don't know, J- you know, Jaws was made on, mm-hmm. and these TV shows, the Ace Hardware commercials. Saw oh. the house that they show for the the guys. All this is the if you've ever seen an Ace Hardware commercial, this is the house in the Ace Hardware commercial, and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have seen that house. I know what you're talking about now. Um, the, Are you in a golf cart when you do that? No, you're in like a trolley system. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, and and they're showing you all the different sound stages mm-hmm. where the voice is filmed, and mm-hmm. this is where they're filming currently. Bel Air saw right. some. Oh, is that from the re- redo of know. Fresh Prince? I haven't Prince? watched the show to be honest with you. Okay, I haven't yeah. either. So, uh, and then perhaps the best part of that though was they have a new world, oh. Super Nintendo World. Oh, and it's it was awesome. That's cool. That was really, really cool. Did you have any celebrity sightings other than the Bel Air people that Thank you don't you know? Thank for bringing that up. <laughs> While we were there, we were walking away from the Mummy ride. Do you remember the movie, The Mummy, with Brandon yes. Fraser like 20 years ago? Uh-huh. They made a roller coaster ride. It goes forwards and then it goes backwards, okay. it's, but it's been around forever. Um, and while we were leaving, walking towards, I think, Mario World, uh, a bunch of photographers and security guards came running by. And Kylie goes, Brent, Brent, Brent. And I turn around. <laughs> And uh, the Dodgers were there. Like the L.A. Dodgers? The L.A. Dodgers nice. were there. Which ones? Did you know? There's about 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gratterall was there. And um, 
who's the the Gonsolin? Tony Gonsolin was there, okay. the relief pitcher. Uh, those are the only two that names that I recognized. Okay. But they were all in their jerseys because they yeah. were doing like they had like these. It looked like maybe like a boys and girls club. Oh like, yeah, go yeah, ride, yeah, yeah. Ride, uh-huh. ride with the Dodgers or something yeah. like that. Um, I was definitely looking for Shohei. <laughs> looking for <laughs> Shohei. Because he just signed. Looking for bets. <laughs> No dice. Uh, they they don't They're do those sort of community service projects. Yeah, that's for the like B and C tier yeah, players. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has never seen the field, but if you want to ride the roller coaster uh, with him. He's a Dodger. Yeah, he's a Dodger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what was shocking was, I've not been around a ton of pro athletes, uh-huh. um, but they were not like imposing individuals if that oh, makes sense yeah but i feel like baseball that is more the norm 100 percent. yeah yeah if i saw a basketball player i'd be like that guy's huge that guy must be yeah or a football player you'd be like that guy's massive although like baseball players like it's all in their legs like so like on the f- top yeah, it doesn't necessarily quads or anything like that <laughs> exactly but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> excuse me mr gretterall can i <laughs> You might if I touch those quads. He was pretty big, actually. But, um, would be like, for the most no. part, if they were not in their uniform, I would not have been like, yeah. that's an athlete. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's pretty typical of baseball players. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you do see people and you're like, well, they definitely work out. But I don't know. If, I, I don't know that I could tell yeah, you they're but professional. I'm also in LA, so yeah, everyone exactly. here looks like they yeah. work out. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. We are um, our Lyft driver on the way home. Um, it was the same guy. Like we oh. took a ride up, and then I, we we he was a nice guy. And I said, Robert, you want to drive us back? Uh, get your number. Let's like <laughs> take Lyft out of the deal, right? You uh-huh. know, I'll just pay you directly. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, on the way back, we had mentioned <laughs> something about wanting to see the Hollywood sign because the kids were like, "Where's the sign, Dad? Where's the sign?" Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to take us through, and we just cu- kept mentioning a few landmarks. Well, then he start. He like realized this that he should make this a tour. Oh, he gave you a tour. He he, he drove so us sweet. down, <laughs> like through downtown. So we got to see the old Staples Center, which is now Crypto Arena, mm-hmm. which is also where they're holding the Grammys this weekend. So oh, we saw nice. all the setup stuff for the Ooh. Grammys. We went by LAFC Stadium. We went by SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. We went by uh, the new Clippers Arena that's being built. Okay. And the whole ride ended up being about an hour and a half. Oh, so that how much was, did you pay him? <laughs> well, that's what I that's what I felt bad for because we had already settled on prices like beforehand. Yeah. And I, at the end, I was like, "Hey, how much do I owe you?" Because obviously, you went further, and he's like, "No, no, no, it's just the same." And I was like, "Are no, you no. sure?" Because I mean, this is a lot. Like, this is not very good per hour yeah. money that you're not doing this. And he's like, "No, no, I had to. I was killing time. I have to go back to Disneyland at eight, and so this kind of worked out." <laughs> And if I had to be somewhere, I would have been like, hey, man, could we just get on the freeway and go? You know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh. But it was nice. It was yeah. really fun to be like, it's all not that far from each other. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I've never actually all... been to LA. Yeah. It made me kind of want to go back. I'll be honest with you. Interesting. Yeah. At least the areas. And I mentioned it to him. I was like, hey, this is like pretty cleaned up. Like, this is, this looks great. Like, I would feel safe walking yeah. down any of the streets. And he's like, yeah, but like, don't go two blocks that way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, fair enough. He's like, they've cleaned up this area pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was job security for him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just let me out. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. you guys can walk no, in next time. I mean, someone who's going to like volunteer to yeah. just like spend an hour of their time. Yeah. Like, I think he's probably true. Yeah, but don't go two blocks that way. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy about the th- thing with LA that I found that I was like, I, I don't think I'd ever want to live there. But when we were driving, we'd be like, oh, that's crowded. What's going on over there? 
And I would just Google it and be like, oh, Elenium's playing there, like, right now. <laughs> I love Elenium. I know. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I know. That's like the, honestly, I love the Tri-Cities so much. But that's the worst part of the Tri-Cities. Yeah. Is like, the, there's zero. If you wanted something to do. You have to was, leave. Well, I'm saying <laughs> in, 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 in LA, LA. Yeah, there was something to if do. If you want something to do, there is something to yes, do. And yes. there's a lot of people Which doing is why it. people live in big cities. Yeah. For that reason, exactly. Sure. Uh, it, but it made me not want to live there because yeah. I also saw six lanes of, of a freeway entirely gridlocked yes, and uh-huh. it took us an hour. Like part of that hour and a half was 45 minutes of going two miles on the freeway. Yeah, uh-huh. um, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> but it made me go, it's not that far to LA. It would be more, it would be fun to come down here more often. Oh, if, you, okay, if you're this yeah, close yeah. on the West Coast, I think of like, Oh, we'll just go to Seattle and Portland and go to if I want to go to a concert, I yeah. look at Seattle and Portland. That's what I look now at. Right? Now your brain is now expanded go, and you're like, hey, maybe LA. I could do LA. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as cheap, like to fly down That's here. That's true. You can find good flights down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that was the expansion piece. Well, that's of it. cool. That was Interesting. Kind of fun to think about. Uh, and then I have one more story. You have okay. time for one more story? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm the one that's pressing record on this and thing. And so. my life has been boring this past week. So <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. This is a funny one. You ready okay, for this? Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So, fly, everything on this entire trip has gone incredibly smoothly. Like, all of the check-ins, the flights, the drives, no issues. Everything's just like, Kyle and I kept commenting, like, we're waiting for like a, oh, crap, our flight leaves in an hour. What are we going to do? And it was just, the, getting on the boat is usually complicated. It was, no, there's no complications, which is good. Like, all of these businesses mm-hmm. have figured out, like, your phone is, like, gets you everywhere now, yeah. right? So, that's... Awesome. So we're on our flight back and I am with Clive up in the front. We had four in the back and then, and then me and him in the Mm -hmm. front. And, uh, he wants to listen to, you know, or watch a show Mm -hmm. on the, on the phone. And so the iPad dies. So I give him my phone and I stick my earbuds in his ears. My, my nice noise canceling. That's the only ones I have. All right. So he's been doing this thing where he like tucks his arms inside of his jacket and Uh we're like, are you cold, buddy? Like what's going on? I think he just likes to be like kind of held tightly, uh uh like that feeling. And so he's doing this and he's squirming in his seat and you know, it's been two hours in a flight. So Mm -hmm. you get squirmy and and all that kind of stuff. And he gets, and and then one of the earbuds falls out and I'm like, buddy, you got to, got to push that back in. So I'm helping to put it, push it Mm -hmm. back in and do this. And it's the one closest to me. He's got the window seat. I've got the aisle seat. There's only two across. Um, and then the one pops out of his left ear oh, and no. it falls in between the seats. Oh, and no. I'm like, buddy, you stop squirming and get your hands out of your jacket. You need to kind of sit there and do this. We only have a half hour left on this thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, get into the seat, crawl under there and find it. He crawls under the seats. Look, and he's spending like two minutes down there, five minutes down there. <laughs> Can't find this thing. Right. And, and I said, Clive, Good grief. So I'm looking over there, reaching under there. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, no. So, and I, But I don't have a great angle. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. weird, you're in a tight spot and whatever. So eventually then I take off my seatbelt, move Clive. I'm I'm on my knees on the ground <laughs> and they're starting the descent into Brent. Portland. <laughs> and my butt's sticking halfway out of the aisle. She's coming up collecting last pieces of garbage. <laughs> and here I am, butt high. And I'm, I'm looking around and I'm under there and I'm like, this thing is not anywhere. Like what in the world? And she sees me and she goes, oh, these, this happens all the time. The, the way that the flight, you know, your, your plane is not mm-hmm. on an even level. You're flying like this, right? Yeah. All the, the whole way through the uh-huh. air. She's like, when this happens, usually it goes back five or six rows. By the time we come into land, it'll come up 
to the front and you'll you'll find it and I'll go look for you or whatever. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, that makes sense. So I sit back down, we get all buckled up, and I'm thinking and to myself, we gotta find this AirPod because yeah. <laughs> what's good? What's one AirPod? I, and I just talked. Did I not just yes. talk about this on Sunday? The Sunday before I left? Yeah. I was like, what's the best invention on this? You know, yeah. <laughs> this side of the wheel. Yeah. Uh, AirPods, <laughs> noise canceling AirPods, and what good is one noise canceling? Have you ever put one in your ear and like heard what it feels like to have one noise canceling and one not? Uh-huh. Drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. So, plane lands. She's like, just hang on. Once everybody leaves, we'll we'll look for it. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets up. Everybody leaves. We start looking, and all of a sudden they're coming through like six people, like cleaning garbage yeah, out yeah, of yeah, things, yeah. and everyone's helping me look. I'm like. I'm uh, and I, I do the whole lost. You can play the sound to, oh, to yeah, do uh-huh. it, but it's so soft. It's like ding 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 ding. <laughs> and the plane has a lot of ambient. The plane noise. is still on. I'm like, yeah. turn off the plane, pilot. Yeah. You know, he's like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. So I'm like, I can hear this thing, uh-huh. and I've got my ear down, and we, we're all like, there, you should have seen those like five or six of us like ears to the ground going, is it in this one? I think I think it's over there. No, 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 it's definitely over there. It's a terrible, right? Uh, so, so then I'm like, you know, everybody quiet, everybody quiet. Nobody, and I'm directing her and I'm feeling stressed now. Cause she, she's coming up to me going, sir, you have to, you have to probably just leave. Cause we have to, we're onboarding yeah, new uh-huh. people. This plane is leaving in 30 minutes and you need to get off. Yeah. And I'm like, but I can hear it. I can hear it. So <laughs> I'm, I can hear it. I'm like, okay, this is, it's in this row. I'm yeah. like ripping off the cur- the seat cushions that are like flotation devices. Uh, they're all, they're all Velcroed on there. Yeah. I'm ripping them off. And looking underneath there, and and I and there's like a couple spots you can't see, and she's like, "Sir, that's that's as far as you can go. That's that's as much as you can dismantle a chair on an airplane legally, or else I'm gonna have to arrest you." And say that, but um, but she was thinking it probably. So I'm getting pressure from her. Uh-huh. Like one of the stewardess was great to work with, the other one was like just a little bit of a bee. So anyways, it was really hard um, to kind of manage that, and then. Um, I noticed that on the left side, underneath the armrest, they there's like there's like a, you know a little bar thing, and then there's a little bit of a hole. It's not a big enough hole where mm-hmm. like you could drop your keys into, mm-hmm. but like a perfectly sized AirPod hole oh, no. into the inner wall of the plane is basically where it could go into. And the best that I could figure is that it's in it's in here. It's in this little. You lost pl- your AirPod in a hole in, the, in hole. the hole in the plane. Like, Clive could not have dropped it in a in a worse oh, spot Brent. at all at all and i can hear it in there and she's going sir you, you have to actually get off the plane now yeah. and i'm like i bet it's in this hole if i could just if, if anybody has a hanger anybody have a hanger <laughs> a mag, i need a magnetic <laughs> hanger and i can hear it going off oh, and eventually i go all right i just i walk away i just i just stand up Aww. and i'm watching it on my ipad or on my phone i can see it as i'm leaving it's yeah. stuck behind there and it's I can track planes until that battery dies. <laughs> I've been tracking that plane everywhere it goes. Um, that doesn't sound creepy at all. No, no. And I'm pretty sure it's illegal from an FCC standpoint. And you know what? I don't care. You didn't turn off the plane for me to find that and help me get a hanger, magnetic hanger. So, um, so uh, did you I cry am, a little, Brent? I was very angry. I said some very <laughs> angry things in my internally, externally. I tried to like not do it in front of Clive to make mm-hmm. him feel bad. Um, but, uh, I definitely was a little grumpy pants and it was like, <laughs> if that's the worst thing that happens on our trip is that I lose yeah. a replaceable, I, cause you, this apparently, is like once I found you can like one, buy replacements for 100% it. 100% a first world problem. Yeah. And honestly, Brent, like 
a don't don't, don't wealthy butter this up. Don't butter this up. Problem. Don't butter this up. Don't make me feel bad about this. <laughs> no, you're allowed to be upset. That's an upsetting okay. thing. Yeah, I'm just saying. Let me tell you how upset I was. <laughs> I thought you can't rep- you can't buy a replacement one. Uh, I, so I thought the whole thing is gone. So I'm like, got it. That's an that's an X dollar yeah problem. Mm-hmm. And then I found as I googled it on my way to baggage claim. <laughs> That you can buy an individual one and it's about half that or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay. It sucks. It still sucks. And I'm taken out of his college fund, but I, I can get away with this. I can. So I ordered it before Um. I hit baggage claim because it's, and I got there and Kylie's like still checking Clive's jacket. I'm like, babe, it's not in his jacket. I heard it on the plane. Like you can stop checking his jacket. And she's like, well, you never know. And I'm like, no, I know. I know where it is. I know where it is. And she's like, you're being short with me. I'm like, I know. I know. I have to right now. That's like, I get permission for it. At least until we get to the car. Uh, yeah. Um, so the good news is um, there's one in route. And uh, uh, it's here on like Wednesday. So yeah. I'll be fine. I'll then be you'll fine. Be, Brent, you'll be more than fine. No, I, I eventually, someday, someday I will be fine. Uh, I don't know. Just when when Clive is older, you'll just have to lose something really important. Of yeah. it. What's your favorite Christmas gift, buddy? <laughs> I'm gonna lose half of it for you. <laughs> I mean, like when he's an adult and you're like an aged man that I he's taking care of, make him wait that long. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Other than that, uh, great time. We got back Saturday. We had church on Sunday. We had stayed at the church on Sunday night. It was hit the ground running. Yeah, man. It, was I bet ready, it was ready to rock and roll. So <laughs> we uh, we barely got unpacked. Uh, Tonight is like we don't have anything on the calendar for any any school stuff, no work stuff. So it'll it's be like very, reset very nice. nice. <laughs> very nice to not have anything. So I'm looking forward to it very uh, much so. Uh, let's talk about Sunday. Let's we, do it. We kicked off a new series called, uh, per my last email, it's a series on grace. Uh, we, we said that, uh, there's an oftentimes a, oh, an inclination to split up the, the grace side of things between the old Testament, very law driven and the new Testament with Jesus, very grace oriented. And so, you know, you can kind of feel like there's almost two different gods, two different religions. And, uh, Lucky for us, Christianity leans in the new, you know, the Christian scriptures, the New Testament way, and and but the reality of it is, as we're going to explore through the, this part of the series, uh, the grace has been evident through who God is and how He has dealt with humanity since the beginning, mm-hmm. since the creation story. We we walk through a couple of examples of grace within that, both in the discipline that He uh, in, um, takes on or a- allows to happen. Um, and then also just in the creative process uh, in and of itself uh, of what he created and the abundance of, of what he created and how grace uh, works in that way. So what were some things that stood out to you that uh, that uh, you thought were worth talking about on yeah. a podcast like this? Um, I, I think for me, I was like at the beginning, you're talking about defining grace and um, it's more than kindness. Yeah. Um, and um, because it's a it's sacrificial. Um, and so it's not just being kind to people cause you want people to be kind to you or, and it's not quid pro quo. Like I'm not doing this because I think I'm going to get something from you out of this. Like grace is 100% one-sided, yep. um, on the person giving it right. Or, and the person receiving it. Right. So, um, I think like that's, I think those were a couple of things I was thinking about. Um, and then, um, I, I also just really always want to err on the side of grace. 
Like if I'm going to choose truth or grace, I'm going to choose grace. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't speak truth. Like I'm a teacher. I teach teenagers. Um, and I, I think I've said on this podcast before, like my philosophy is have really high expectations and really high grace. I expect a lot from you. And when you mess up, I'm going to be really great. Like I'm going to extend a lot of grace to you as well. Yeah. Um, but I do expect a lot of you, um, which is, I think for me, like that's that truth and grace piece as well. Right. Like there, we have really high expectations put on us as Christians. Um, but we also have a lot of grace given to us. Like it's, yeah, you're going to mess up. And when that happens, I'm going to have a lot of grace for you about that. Yeah. But I still expect this of you. Yeah. And I think you're right in, in terms of that, that idea of kindness and forgiveness are there, are there pieces of that Mm -hmm. in grace? Because grace is always the response to something that is costly to the person who's something has been taken from them and, and. Um, in the in the Adam and Eve piece, it highlights the fact that we often underestimate the cost of, of what we do. Like when your kid loses an AirPod, they think, <laughs> sorry, dad, I bet that's what, like $5 or something like that. And you're like, try like a lot more than that. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, but you, you can't communicate, you can't even communicate that to that person. So I have grace in that moment by beyond going beyond kindness and beyond forgiveness um, uh, and, 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 and trying to Ex, you know, express a a an honesty about the fact that this has this is costly, mm-hmm. and yet um, I'm not gonna. I don't want. I don't need anything from you. There's there is an element of we are still in relate right relationship mm-hmm. um, because of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is it's a relational thing. Like I like I extend grace even though it costs me because the relationship that I have is more important than whatever the cost was that incurred. Yeah, um, and so I'm you know, I'm going to sacrifice whatever that cost was for the relationship. Yeah. Um, then what was the other thing? Can I interject one, one real oh, quick? Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, because I think one of the things that I forgot to highlight that was probably my favorite part of what we talked about was in God giving them a purpose and a reason to exist, like there's grace in that. Instead of just being like, here's a, something to do, here's a role or here's a thing, but like, here's a, re, like, go have dominion in this world, like experience the creative process alongside me. I've created something, but I also want you to do some of the work in it. I'm mm-hmm. giving you the option to, or the ability to help co-create with me this creation yeah. thing and how great of a gift that is. Because I think as I was writing that, I was thinking about that's so true in terms of the greatest gift that you can re- receive is a reason to exist. And when you don't have that, it's really, really hard to uh, experience joy, happiness, mm-hmm. fulfillment, contentment, all of those things. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there was just a grace element there that I really liked. Yeah, I like that. The, yeah, that imbuement of like purpose yeah. is is graciousness from God. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I think the other thing um, I was like interested about was the curse, like a curse in Hebrew isn't Mm, like, obstacles. Yeah, it's like obstacles and like trials and like things that are put in your way to prevent you from hurting yourself and others. Um, Not like you're like an evil, like, oh, here's all these evil things that are going to happen to you or whatever. I never really like thought of it that way Mm -hmm. of like. You got like you made a mistake. Now you need boundaries. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the curse is that instead of something and else. I'm going to effectively make those changes or impose those restrictions on you 
for the sake of not allowing your and or your descendants to follow into the same footsteps and do the same thing and push the boundaries because we human nature is give us the limitations and we go one step further. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I if I say okay, you can go one step further, then what is your kids going to do? Take that one step further towards self-destruction. And so I am not going to let you do it because I don't want to see them do it. And what is the it's it's a form of loving you because what do you love most? You love your kids. You love your offspring. You love your like this is a piece of me. You feel like there's an identity here. So I'm allowing I'm not allowing like future you mm-hmm. to to experience pain and loss. I have to deal with it in this moment in this context. And I know it feels like restrictions and it feels like law and it feels like a bunch of don'ts, but. Uh, it's not, it's a, it's obstacles in the way to kind of prevent you from the self-destructive measures that you find yourself taking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Those are my two big thoughts that I had. Yeah. I didn't really good. have a 10 extra. Good. Well, yeah. I'm excited for this series. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, it's going to, I think it'll be a, a little bit of a longer one only because I keep going, oh yeah, that needed, that's a good stuff and uh, <laughs> directions and options and, and, um, you know. We'll get we'll get to where we're going, but eventually we'll get there. We also had a great evening last night. Oh, good uh, for State of the Church. I don't think you were there. I was not there. I mentioned there. you in. Uh, like, oh, really? I talked about our podcast. <laughs> this and I said we'd started this. You didn't. It was me and Margot to start yep, this thing, uh-huh. but you'd come on a few years later. And back in 2019 is is that right? Let me think. No, no. Earlier than that. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen yeah. is when it, when it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think I started in like 2019. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It was after the, yeah, the car accident was in 2016 and then we started in 2017. That's mm-hmm. right. Cause I, I'm going along. We have a timeline thing on. Yeah. Our, on I our, on did thing. look at that on okay. line. Yeah. Good. And I, we wanted to make that available internally. We're mm-hmm. not going to post that, um, probably on like social media. We, we will, we will put a link in our, um, in our weekly, mm-hmm. but there are some like family details. It's probably like. Like you know, really, if only if you're part of this church, yeah. you shouldn't be, you, know, you shouldn't be able to find it just randomly. <laughs> you know, you don't post your personal family budget on yeah. whatever on any your social media either. <laughs> um, but uh, if you go to eastlaketricities.com/sotc, state mm-hmm. of the church. Um, you'll find the handout that we walked through, the photos and the slides or whatever. And as well, we filmed it and did a live stream of it and a recording of that will be on there as mm-hmm. well. So you can, if you missed it, because Sunday night doesn't work for you because you've got, you know, I don't know, Desperate Housewives or some other thing to still watch. <laughs> That's not even a show well, that people watch anymore. It was. <laughs> well, it's on Sunday nights now. I know I know no shows I on Sunday no nights. I know no shows either. Yeah, anyways, yeah. I couldn't think of one. I mean, but... the Grammys were on last night. Oh, yeah, you stayed home to watch the Grammys. <laughs> that didn't start till 8.30, by the way, so you could have totally made it. Um, but whatever. Um, then, you know, go there and check it out and follow yeah. along. All right, let's jump into our something interesting. Let's do it. I open so you go first. That's right. Um, this is a little trivia from my trip to San Diego a few weeks ago. Well, almost a month now ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you know that on the West Coast, there were a lot of women who became keepers of lighthouses? Uh, no. Oh. So I learned. S- women specifically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I learned that um, from 1828 to 1947, at least 138 women served their country with distinction as lighthouse keepers. Um, and also this was like one of the first non-clerical U.S. government jobs that was open to women. Um, and so like not being a secretary or whatever, but like actually sure. 
being the lighthouse keeper. Um, and it really started because a lot of like lighthouse keepers and then their wives and they would do it together. And so a lot of it was like, we're both lighthouse keepers. Um, but women I think did it solo as well, or like they were the lighthouse keeper and their husband did something else. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but I thought that was really interesting because I went to, um, I went to a lighthouse in, when I was in San Diego and, uh, um, that was like the most interesting tidbit that I got. Cause I didn't know that that was one of the first government jobs that was non-clerical that women could do. Yeah. So that's, that's my little fun that's fact for pretty everyone. Cool. Uh, I wonder like what all is entailed in that. Like they oh, live- in lighthouse keeper. Yeah. yeah. So the lighthouse keeper lives, um, in a house right next to the lighthouse okay. and they are, they are responsible for making sure that the light is on at dusk and that it's working and that the mirrors are cleaned and like that things are ready to go. And they think they track like currents and weather and that kind of stuff too. Um, but yeah, in the olden days, it was a lot of like making sure the lamp was lit properly and still on and, um, there's gotta be some cool books out there oh, about like a nonfiction stuff about lighthouses on just because of the, their role in navigation, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, like, you know, we're, we're so spoiled now. Those are just relics <laughs> of, of an, you know, we have uh, maps and they're cool. So. And they're like, if you, especially on the West coast, I'm sure on the East coast too, but like, um, they're just up and down the coast all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really like lighthouses. I don't know why I have like a weird obsession with them a little bit. So cool. Yeah. I like it. All right, mine is a uh, a podcast that I came across um, that Kylie and I have been enjoying thoroughly. Um, it's called "Say More." Okay. With Doctor Sheila. Okay. As in psychiatrist. Who's Doctor Sheila? Yeah. Well, it's Doctor Question Mark Sheila. <laughs> it's Amy Poehler oh. from Parks and Rec, <laughs> who brings in her friends uh. and they do this uh, off the cuff uh, improv. Uh, psychiatric scenario where she <laughs> has a recorder in her office while she produced, you know, does some uh-huh. counseling sessions with some random people. And uh, it makes me giggle a lot. <laughs> it is incredibly funny. Incredibly funny. Uh, um, she's great. Her her guests rotate through. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little bits. Her little intro song makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> um, and then she always closes it out with having her uh, producer do her credits because she's always busy. She has somewhere to go. And she's like, hey, I, I, I do these all the time. Why don't you do it this time? It's just brilliant. Like, the bits are fantastic. Mm. Um, there are a few that are probably not appropriate for kids in the car. So word of warning there yeah, uh, uh-huh. the one that I've been sharing with my friends the most is an episode from November called uh, an uh, analysis paralysis mm, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it it's everything that I think of when it's uh, about like psychology going around, like in it's in its most extreme Got format it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they'll be like, uh, you know, what does that feel like in your belly? Like when you say that, <laughs> what, what is that? And she's like, yeah, exactly. What are we talking about here? <laughs> what would you say we're talking about? Yeah. Talking. That is just an, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. <laughs> Megan, you would love it. If, mm. if you like Amy Poehler, even yeah. if you don't like Amy Poehler, uh, say more. Say is, more. Is Got what it. it's called. It's on Spotify. I'm sure it's available wherever you Yeah, I'm podcast, sure it is. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're like 20 minutes out episodes. They're perfect. They're oh, little bite-sized cool. chunks. Yeah. So dive right in. All right. <laughs> that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We are uh, doing part two of our Per My Last email series this Sunday, 9, 15, and 10, 30 in person at the Uptown Theater, online uh, via the live stream. 
at those exact same times and on demand anytime after that later on in the week. I think that'll do it for this week's episode. See you guys. Bye, everyone. 